The real revolution in the prevention and treatment of heart disease has to do with the autonomic nervous system. First, let's review some brief and admittedly oversimplified background. We have two distinct nervous systems. The central nervous system controls conscious functions, such as that of muscles and nerves. The autonomic or unconscious nervous system controls the function of our internal organs. The autonomic nervous system is divided into two branches, which in health are always in a balanced but ready state. The sympathetic or fight-or-flight system is centered in our adrenal medulla and uses the chemical adrenaline to tell our bodies that danger is afoot. It does so by activating a series of biochemical responses, the center of which are the glycolytic pathways that accelerate the breakdown of glucose to be used as quick energy so that we can make our escape. In contrast, the parasympathetic branch is centered in the adrenal cortex and uses the neurotransmitters acetylcholine, nitric oxide, and cyclic guanosine monophosphate as its chemical mediators. It is the rest and digest arm of the autonomic nervous system. The particular nerve of the parasympathetic chain that innervates the heart is called the vagus nerve. It slows and relaxes the heart, whereas the sympathetic branch accelerates and constricts the heart. It is the imbalance of these two branches that is responsible for most heart disease. Using heart rate variability monitoring, which offers a real-time, accurate depiction of these two branches of the autonomic nervous system, four studies have shown that patients with ischemic heart disease have, on average, a reduction of parasympathetic activity of more than a third. Typically, the worse the myocardial infarction, the lower the parasympathetic activity. Furthermore, about 80% of ischemic events are preceded by chronic reductions in parasympathetic activity, which can be brought on by smoking, emotional stress, inactivity, poor diet, hypertension, or often a combination of these, followed by a significant, often drastic increase in sympathetic activity, such as an acute traumatic event or physical exertion. People who have normal parasympathetic activity and then experience an abrupt increase in sympathetic activity, physical activity, or often an emotional shock, don't suffer from heart infarction. In other words, without a preceding decrease in parasympathetic activity, activation of the sympathetic nervous system does not lead to myocardial infarction. Human beings are meant to experience and are fully capable of experiencing times of excess sympathetic activity. That is normal life. What's dangerous to our health is the ongoing persistent decrease in our parasympathetic or life-restoring activity. It has been shown that women have stronger vagal activity than men, probably accounting for the sex difference in the incidence of myocardial infarction. Hypertension, smoking, diabetes, and physical and emotional stress all cause a decrease in vagal activity. In other words, all the significant risk factors have been shown to downregulate the activity of the regenerative nervous system in our heart. On the other hand, the main drugs used in cardiology, nitrates, stimulate nitrous oxide production, which upregulates the parasympathetic nervous system. Aspirin and statin drugs also stimulate the production of nitric oxide and acetylcholine, two of the principal mediators of the parasympathetic nervous system, until they cause a rebound decrease in these substances, which then further reduces parasympathetic activity. 
Finally, beta blockers, used to manage cardiac arrhythmias and prevent second heart attacks, are called beta blockers because they block the activity of the sympathetic nervous system. In other words, these interventions all help balance the autonomic nervous system. As with the risk factors, their effect on plaque and stenosis development is of minor relevance. So, what is the sequence of events that leads to a heart attack? In the vast majority of cases, the pathology proceeds because of decreased tonic activity of the parasympathetic nervous system. Then there is an increase in sympathetic nervous system activity, usually due to a physical or emotional stressor. This increases adrenaline production, which directs the myocardial cells to break down glucose using aerobic glycolysis.